Welcome to my podcast, D Sharp Thoughts, a podcast about strong women with some sharp thoughts and great inspirational stories. I'm Diana Sharp, your host, an empowerment and resilience coach for women. Today's episode is brought to you by D Sharp Coaching Services. We work with women to help them gain greater clarity around their purpose, redefine their goals, rediscover their voice, and execute in a more strategic way through our personal development and career coaching services. Most women will admit that there's nothing like having a good girlfriend who is more like a sister, someone you can share the most intimate details of your life with, someone you can cry with, someone you can laugh with, celebrate wins with, someone who inspires you with their own story of grace, courage, and strength. Today, I'll be talking to one such inspiring sister, Melissa Dunkley-Smith. Melissa Dunkley-Smith was born and raised in the cool hills of Mandeville, Manchester, in a small farming community called Somerset. She's an author, blogger, mentor, and aspiring speaker, a blessed wife, and a mother to two amazing boys. She's from very humble beginnings, and so her early years were difficult but adventurous. She was back and forth with mom, dad, and her grandmothers, but things got rocky at the age of 12 when she had to take on the role as woman of the house when her mom left, leaving behind her dad, younger brother, and herself. Left with no choice, she did most of the house duties, cooking, washing, ironing, and cleaning. At one point, the responsibilities got so overbearing that it affected her grades negatively. She suffered emotionally too, and struggled with low self-esteem and low self-worth, and found that there were points in her Christian walk that was too challenging to bear. Years later, after the pregnancy of her first child, after the death of her dad, and seeing her mom have a near-death experience, she went on a quest to find her true purpose. And whilst on that quest, she met the wonderful life coach, Hillette Virgo. Melissa calls her her purpose midwife. She believed in Melissa even when she doubted her own abilities. Melissa's passion is to help women navigate the storms of life, knowing that they can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. Welcome to my podcast, Melissa. Thank you for having me, Diana. It's a privilege to be on your platform. It is my absolute pleasure to, to have you here with me. Mikasa es su casa. My house is your house. My platform is your platform. And I just welcome you and just give you space so you can share with my listeners today. Tell our listeners, who is Melissa behind the many roles you play as wife, speaker, mentor, author, blogger, Behind the many hats you wear, how do you describe yourself? Okay, I've got to use three words to describe Melissa. Strong, persistent, and resilient. Strong because one of my favorite Bible verse, Philippians 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am persistent because no matter what comes my way, I keep pressing through and I am resilient 
because I am able to bounce right back when life has dealt me some hard blows. I love that. You are strong, persistent, and resilient. I absolutely love that. What are some of the values you hold there? I would have to say, when it comes down to values that I hold there, I would say honesty and hardworking. Yes. So I strongly believe that in whatever you are doing, you should be honest because integrity is very, very important. Also, I am, I'm, I am a very hardworking person one who believes that I should strive for whatever it is that I want. So honesty and hardworking. Melissa, those are two amazing values. Great ethics to have. Honesty and integrity and hard work. That's going to take you a long, long way. Um, early as we prepared for our interview, we had our pre-interview conversation. You talked about doing a double shift, and that's not easy. Being a wife and a mother and having lots of responsibilities but you're committed to the process. You're committed to being the best you. And that's just simply amazing. Tell us about some of the things you enjoy doing. What brings you joy? Okay, I'm very, I'm a very simple person. And so for me, spending time with family. Yes. Yes, spending time with family brings me a lot of joy. As you said in my bio, I have two boys and they love their mommy and me time. And so I, it's, it's a way for me to, you know, take a break and from all the busy schedule, from my busy schedule, take a break and just have some me time with my boys. And so um, that's it for me. That's, that's what brings me joy the most. That's key, family time. That's a common thing I hear most of my guests saying spending quality time with family and no other time has that been made clear than living through this period that we're currently living in. Um, everything else, this big world just seems to shrink in a way and we get to recognize what's really, really important. So that's very good. Um, what are your passions and maybe even your purpose? Still a young lady. I'm not sure if you're fully discover the purposes yet that one thing that you want to walk into fully but what are your passions the thing you really really get fired up about um what are what are what are your passions and your purpose all right so i am very very passionate about women empowerment because i believe that women should live purposefully yes. and so i love to inspire encourage and motivate women yes Amazing. How did you uncover that passion? Was it something that you've always been doing? Um, something that you recently discovered? How did you unearth this gift inside of you? Well, it, I guess it came naturally, but I didn't realize until 2020 when a friend of mine sent me a message to say that, you know, I am on the verge of giving up. And after praying with her and encouraging her, she messaged me to say that she had a new perspective on life. And she, she called back to, you know, show her gratitude. And I'm saying, yes, if I can make such an impact on somebody's life, 
then this must be my calling. Amazing, amazing. A profound life change and impact on someone else who was at the end of their road and just an encouraging word from someone else. And God used you as a vessel, yielded um, and willing, and you made a difference in her life. Melissa, take us back some years ago to your, to your upbringing. You grew up in the cool, cool hills of Mandeville. Um, yes. I don't envy, I don't, I don't, envy is not a thing I have. So I must say that I would have loved to have that experience. Um, I know there were some challenges financially and otherwise. What was it like growing up in a, in a, in a rural community and even in your own family where you didn't have a lot? Um, what was that like? What were some of the things you cherished and what were some of the things you wished um, were different? All right, so growing up, um, because of what you would have been accustomed to, you didn't know that you're missing anything because there was a lot of love. You know, you wouldn't go to bed hungry because, you know, mommy or daddy would always try to provide. So, you know, growing up, I didn't know that I had a lock, a lock until I reached high school. But before high school, it was just fun, adventurous, you know, we would, I was telling my son the other day that when I was growing up, we didn't get snacks. Yes. You know, we would, when we wanted to snack on something, we would go up in the orange tree with a knife yes. and you would come down until your belly was full or you go in the, you, you climb the upper tree or you climb the guava tree. So it was that, it was all fun and games. You know, my younger brother and I, I was kind of a tomboy to play cricket with the boys, football with the boys. And you know, it was just adventurous and exciting at that time. One of the moments that I cherish the most, I would have to say is Sunday mornings when my grandmother would make the saltfish fritters with the anato and the good old hominy corn porridge. Nice. So you could look forward to that every Sunday morning before we go off to church. Nice. Oh, how I would have longed for some of that. Hominy corn porridge and saltfish fritters. I would not off in church. <laughs> We went to church hungry. It was thought that if you add just a little bit of tea, you would keep your eyes wide open. Um, and then you'd go back and we had our breakfast when we got back home. It was such a different dynamic, but that must have been so good. Yes. Well, Tommy is ready to hear the word. Nice. Was there anything you wish was different? Oh, yes. Um, so... At from early, I was about one year, too young to remember. Mm -hmm. um, my mom told me this, that she had left when I was about one year and three months. And then I think she left again when I was about seven. And, uh, you know, so the, the back and forth. Yes. You know, from mommy to daddy to grandma. You know, I wish, I wish my life was a little bit more stable. Yes. So if I would change anything, that would be it. The back and forth from mommy and daddy and grandma. 
Yeah, you underscore an important point, stability. Especially yes. as young girls and young boys, we need that to grow up into stable women who can model and lead families to in a stable way. Um, so that's a good point. Um, what were some of the most difficult moments you experienced as a young adult after your mom left and you had to take on all of those duties? How did you even manage? All right, it was really, really rough, but I had to, you know, step up to the plate because, you know, I had to learn to do the washing and the cooking and, you know, general cleaning and, you know, taking care of my little brother and myself. So it was, it was not easy, but thanks to, to my aunts who, you know, would give me guidance along the way. But one of the most difficult periods for me was when I had to, when entering puberty. And, you know, I had all these questions and I was too ashamed to go to my father. And so I would have to ask um, the neighbors who were living at my house at the, at the time. We had tenants. And so I had to, you know, when I see certain signs, I would have to go to them to get information instead of having mommy right there because, you know, technology wasn't so prevalent then. And so we didn't have the telephones like now where you could FaceTime and so. And so that was the most challenging part for me because some things, you know, I wouldn't even ask. I just tried to figure it on my own. And that's why it's so important to have motherly figures and mentors. And maybe that's why it's so important to you for you to also get involved and to help other young women um, because you know how that how important it was to have someone um, in your corner and how much you needed that. Um, I want to know, at this point, were you a Christian? Yes, I had... When my mom had moved in back with my dad, I got baptized. I think I was about 11 or 12 at the time. And so, yes, I was a Christian at the time. Awesome. So how important was your faith then in navigating these difficult situations? So I know you're a young, young lady, then in your teens and then having to do all your exams and everything, as well as all the other responsibilities that you had, how important was your faith in navigating um, these tough situations that you faced? My faith was my foundation. Yes. Um, whenever I would feel down, I would read my Bible. I would do my little praise and worship. And, and that's the thing that really kept me. Because even though daddy didn't go to church, and even after mommy had left, you would still have to go to church every Sunday, you know? So I think my faith was really the, the thing that held me together during those difficult years. I can appreciate that. Um, when we go through difficult storms, we need something to hold on to. Um, I love the title of your book. It's Strong Girl, Get Up. And I have so many questions about that. And so I want you to, I want you to take the time that you need to tell us about your book. And if you'd allow me, I want to ask you a few questions just about the title. Um, so when you say strong girl, 
are you inferring that there was a time that you were weak or you always knew you were strong, but you just needed the courage to get up? Tell me about the title. Where did the inspiration come from? And about your journey to, find, to getting up, um, finding the courage and the strength to get up and to get back into the ring. Um, tell us about your book. Okay, so Strong Girl Get Up chronicles the struggles that I have gone through. Yes. And so as the title says, Strong Girl Get Up, it's for any girl who have fell down, but have found their strength or, or uh, who, can, who knows that they can find their strength in God and get back up. The inspiration behind the, the title of the book is a very funny one. You know, when I started writing, I had a completely different title. But when I share it, shared it with my book coach at the time, she said, nah, she didn't really like it. And so one morning during my quiet time, I was having devotion. And during my quiet time with God, I heard the words, strong girl, get up. And I was like, how can I get up? And I am praying. And then it came to me suddenly that that was to be the title of my devotional. And so this book is just to encourage persons to, to get up after they have fallen knowing that they can find their strength in God. Melissa, I absolutely love that. So you attribute your strength to God. It's finding our identity in God, finding our strength in God, transforming our lives through the power of God. Um, I really, really love that. I have a few more questions, but please tell us where we can get copies. Okay, so in order to get copies of the book, if the persons are internationally, they can get the book on Amazon.com. Or if they are in Jamaica, they can go to Fontana Pharmacy in Mandeville and Fontana Pharmacy in Waterloo. Or they can contact me by sending me an email at meldunkleysmith at gmail.com. Amazing. So your book is on amazon.com. Um, it's also in Fontana Pharmacy Mandeville, Fontana Pharmacy in Kingston, and they can reach out to you via email for their copy. How do we start the journey of finding our strength and getting up after life has knocked us down repeatedly? How would you encourage a young lady to get started? All right. Firstly, I would say you you have to renew your mind, train your mind. Yes. Um, you have to believe, first of all, that you can do it, right? And what do I mean by renewing your mind? It means that you must walk in obedience to the word of God. You have to first shut down the lies of the enemy. Yes. And, and abide by the word of God. So in doing so, you may want to do a, what I call a mental detox. So you want to rid yourself of all the toxicity. Yes. And everything that, you know, 
will, will prevent you from walking in your purpose. Never allow your mindset to become your hindrance. You have to start believing that you are already an overcomer. Powerful, powerful. Start with your mindset. And not just any mindset, but renewing your mind in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. And whose report will you believe, right? We can't believe the lies of the devil because he's the father of lies. So we have to know who we are in Christ and believe in God for our purpose that's in him. Amazing. Being an author is a life-changing experience. How has this experience changed your, changed your life? It has changed my life tremendously. I mean, knowing that I am able to make an impact in, in other person's life. You know, when I get the testimonies from persons who have read the book, you know, it, it is really humbling to know that I made an impact or because of my in, input or my impact somebody has a new perspective on life. It has also helped me to develop spiritually. So I have grown spiritually, you know, as I, I often refer to my, my book as ministry. And so doing the work of God is, is it brings me great joy. Amazing. Some of the things that women struggle with are worry. We worry a lot. Um, will we get married? Will we buy this house? Will we have children? Will we get a degree? Um, we worry about our weight. We have fears, um, insecurities, low self-esteem, doubt. Um, sometimes we see ourselves as inadequate. How can we help women to build faith? feel secure in God and themselves and see themselves as God sees them. All right. So firstly, I want to say that fear and faith cannot operate in the same space. And so you have to shun fear in order to activate your faith. Yes. You know, as a young girl growing up, I was crippled by fear, fear of feeling, fear of the unknown, fear of losing people fear of disappointing my parents, fear of rejection. And so, you know, I had to get out of my own way and, you know, let God take complete control of my life. And I believe that today my life is better because of this. So you have to shun fear. You know, Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, don't be afraid because I am with you. He also says that I did not give you a spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1 verse 7. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so, you know, knowing that God is there with you because he said he will never leave us. So knowing that he is there with you, knowing that he is going to come through for you, then you have to put away fear and activate your faith in him. Powerful. Put, put away fear and activate our faith. And that's the beginning of all new life because by faith, right? 
By faith, we can believe God. And it's by faith that we shall see all things come to pass. Um, that's amazing. Thank you for that, Melissa. Speak to a young, young woman's heart who feels she's not good enough, who feels rejected by society, who feels she has no worth and who believes that no one loves her. Encourage her to the end and remind her that she's valid and that she's loved. Okay, so whether, whether you are feeling depressed, whether you're feeling down, whether you're feeling like the walls of life are tumbling down on, on you, today I want to tell you that God's plan for you is for you to live in abundance of his will. So just abide in him because he will enable, equip, empower you to overcome the storms of life. I love that. Say that last part again. I really love that. All right. So God's plan is for you to live in the abundance of his will. Yes. So if you abide in him, he will enable, equip, and empower you to overcome the storms of life. That's it. That's it. That's powerful. That's simply what it is. You know, God keeps, he saves, he preserves, he equips, and he empowers. As we, as we wrap up this great conversation, I just want to ask you, what was 2020 like? for you? How did it affect you personally? Um, and as you prepared and as you wrote your book, um, how did it affect all of that processes? And what is one life impacting lesson that you've learned in 2020? Or that you learned in 2020? Okay, so 2020 for me was the year when I found purpose yes. or when or I should say when purpose found me. But you know, in 2020, I started writing this devotional and I was, I was ready. I think I was at a point in my life where I was ready to just step out and, you know, live in my true potential. And so when my friend reached out to me, and I said, yes, um, I got the inspiration to write and I began writing. I know that, you know, God was really using me and I know that he was equipping me, you know, to, to help others to overcome their tests and their trials. And so, you know, 2020, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in 2020 is that, you know, we, we will not always have it together. And, you know, struggles are never ending because 2020, we, we, we entered into a pandemic. Everybody's lives was affected in some way or the other, good or bad, you know, but whether we wrestle against principalities and powers, whatever it is, you know, we are just to stand on the promises of God. And that's what I did in 2020. Simply powerful. Standing on the promises of God, walking in your purpose. And I like some of the words that you use. You were ready. 
you were ready. I like that. Over the years, you had done the work, you prepared, you stay in the word of God, you encourage others. And once the opportunity presented itself, you were ready to step out into purpose and to walk into what God is creating for you, because there's so much more that's ahead. Um, and I just want to continue to pray that you'll be a success and you'll be an inspiration and a motivation for young women like yourself and women all over the world. As you take care of others, as you do double shifts, as you cater to the needs of family and friends, how are you refueling your own tank? How are you taking care of Melissa in this season? All right, so in, in taking care of Melissa, I had to understand the importance of taking a break. And so, you know, in taking a break, I would do my self-care and soul care. Yes. Self-care in terms of, you know, getting my hair done or doing a nice deep clean facial or, you know, having some me time. And then soul care is when I go into quiet time with God. Yes. And a big thing, I also do during that quiet time is journaling yes. because that is when I communicate with him. That is when God and I have our, our dialogue. And so I have to be quiet and just listen to whatever he's saying. And, and that is when I journal. Awesome. Remind us, where can we order your book? Okay, so you can order the book on Amazon, or you, if you're in Jamaica, you can get it at Fontana Pharmacy, Mandeville, or Fontana Pharmacy in Waterloo Square. If either of those are not close to you, you can send me an email at meldunkleysmith at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hear you journaling lots. I hear you writing lots. What's next for you as an author? What's next for me? I um well, I have I already have an idea of what my next book will be about. And I, yes. you know, I'm just I'm just letting God take the lead. Yes. I'm letting him take the lead and I will follow. But anything coming from Melissa will be something to empower women, something to empower wives, something to empower mothers, because I am all about woman empowerment. That's amazing. As we close this episode, what words of hope do you want to leave with our listeners today? Okay, so I will be reading a short excerpt from my book. It says, when life wears you down, you cannot succumb to the injuries. You must show sheer persistence. Sometimes you have to lie on the side ropes, take a deep breath and get back in the fight of life. Though you fall many times, never stop trying. Embrace your failures and keep moving. When the walls of adversity surrounds you and you cannot go over, 
you can't go under, you can't go through. That's when growth takes place. You may be faced with disappointments and self-doubt, but know that you are not defeated. You are abundantly blessed. You are an overcomer. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. I know how impactful this devotional is, and I want to get a copy too for myself. Um, so I'll be getting a copy, and I encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast to support this young lady who has a heart for people and a heart for women and wives and mothers and God's people to go out and get her book, Strong Girl, Get Up. Thank you, Melissa, so much for sharing on my podcast today. It was my pleasure um, talking with you. Thank you, Diana, for having me. It's a pleasure to be on this platform. It has been my pleasure talking with Melissa Dunkley-Smith, blogger, mentor, aspiring speaker, and author of Strong Girl Get Up. Thanks for listening to D-Sharp Thoughts Podcast. This episode was sponsored by D-Sharp Coaching Services. If you know someone who is between the ages of 18 to 45 and who would benefit from my academic advising and career coaching services, please send me an email at dssharp2013 at gmail.com or send me a message on my website, dsharpthoughts.com, and I'd be happy to connect with you. Do show us some love by sharing our podcast if you know someone who would enjoy a dose of sisterly inspiration. Stay tuned for next week's episode when we talk to another sister who's just like you. Until next time. Be kind to yourself and others.